Hey there, friend, and welcome to the Self Love for Breakfast podcast, where we have honest conversations about health, wellness, self-care, and of course, self-love with amazing women who aren't afraid to give it to us straight. Real life, real advice, and no BS. I'm your host, Crystal Rose, and today I'm serving self-love for breakfast. Hello, Bestie. Welcome back to Self Love for Breakfast. And if this is your first time finding this podcast, listening to this podcast, I am so glad you're here. I am so glad all of you are here. Thank you, thank you, thank you. So today I'm so excited to talk to you about manifestation. Now, we've done an episode before um, called Manifesting Your Vision. And the reason why I wanted to do this particular episode is because I just went through a crazy experience, a crazy manifestation process, and I wanted to share it with you guys. Like even in the middle of this, before I even had a conclusion, before I even had what I wanted, what my husband and I wanted, I wanted to do this podcast. I knew I was going to do this podcast. Uh, but now, <laughs> now that it's, you know, we have a, a neat little bow to tie it up in, I can share it with you guys. And if you listened to my last solo episode, I talked a lot about my husband and I, like house hunting process. And I called it, you know, the magic in the middle because, you know, we set out to achieve something. We set out to obtain something, right? This house. And the magic was really in the process all leading like up to it, like in the whole journey. And and we're still getting to have that in each moment, really living in the moment. So now that we've manifested our dream house, I wanted to kind of like break it down for you so you can really understand. I know that there's a lot out there on manifestation, you know, and, and I think some people really think that it's like you just slap it on a vision board, you decide it's what you want, and then it just like comes and finds you. That's not the case. Not the case. Um, Now, that's not to say you can't manifest some things really, really quickly. Um, This is really weird. Okay. Like, so even just the other day, so we get butcher box, um, you know, monthly kind of maybe bi-monthly, not always. And so we had a little bit of, of meat left in our fridge, but it was like, that's it, right? It's last of the elk. It's last of the, of the venison. Like we are almost tapped out for me. And so I was thinking to myself, I'm like, oh, we're going to have to get some like ground beef or something, you know, like I have tacos I want to make. It just, it was just stupid offhand, whatever. I just decided that like, this is what we needed to do. So our butcher box arrived and there were two packages of meat that I did not order. Like, I'm pretty sure it was bison and I love bison. And it was like, I didn't order this. I didn't add it to my box at all. It was just in there. Like, what? <laughs> okay. So like, that's, that's an example of how something like that can happen really quickly. And, and honestly, for me, I am pretty good at manifesting things. Not so much like, you know, there are people who manifest like tons of money. I'm, I'm way better at manifesting things and I'm working on the money thing currently. And, and I'm also going to take this process I'm going to share with you and apply it to that. And so we can always revisit another time and talk about that. 
So let's talk about this dream house, okay? And this could be anything. You could want to manifest anything, or maybe there's a goal you have in mind, a desire. Maybe it's to speak on stage. Maybe it's to be on a magazine cover. Maybe it's to work in your dream job that maybe seems really far away right now. Maybe it's to hit a money goal, whatever it is, whatever it is. Um, I believe that this applies. So here's the thing. My husband and I have been talking about this for years, okay? This is very vision board-like, right? Like you slap something on the vision board, walk away and just be like, yeah, it's coming. (laughs) It'll come to us, right? So it's it's been a few years that we've just been like, yeah, it'd be really great. Like this is what we want, like talking about it. And we didn't make any moves. We didn't make any moves towards it. And so this is you know, step number one of manifesting whatever it is that you want, you need to know what you want. You need to know what you want. You need to have the desire for what you want. Absolutely. Because if you don't know what you want and you are not clear on what you want, it's not going to happen. Okay. We need to be very clear. This is what I want. This is what I desire. So I was very clear on that, but that's not enough. It's not enough. So this year, I think we just kind of like, you know what, we're not going to keep, we don't want to just keep waiting and waiting and waiting. Like, you know, there are people out there that are like, oh, the market will settle down eventually. And we're like, I don't know when the hell that's going to happen, but we know what we want. And so we either need to start moving in that direction or just give up entirely. Right. And, you know, the way that the market is right now, and this is like part of the thing that's like kind of funny to me is that there are people and my husband included, right. That was like, we're never going to find what we're, what we want, like not in this market. It's way too competitive. We'll probably miss out on it. Like it was all of this, like, like, no, I'm not available for that. Okay. I was like, if we're going to do this, if we're going to like really head in the direction of getting what we want, we have to take all of that and just throw it in the trash. Because if we take these ideas, right, that, well, the market's bad and it's just crazy right now. We'll never find what we want. Like properties, like what we're looking for are just not going to show up every day. Like, you know, few and far between, blah, blah, blah. Well, then that's going to be our reality. That's going to be the truth. That's what we're going to see. We're going to see difficulties when we decide that that's what we're going to get. Like, that's just how it works. And I have talked deeper on this about how we kind of subconsciously bring this stuff into our lives. I think in another episode, and if not, then I'll do another one. But (laughs) so we decided this year is the year we're going to do it. We're doing it. And so I actually went to my vision board. I have a vision board set up on the background of my desktop, um, on my, my second monitor. It's just like all vision board. And I removed everything else from it. The only things I kept on this background was uh, pictures of, of houses, right? So I had like different rooms, like how I envisioned rooms or what I liked about each room. And some of it was just like a concept, right? Like a large master bathroom, a large laundry room, like just things like that. Um, and so I removed everything else, all of the other things that I wanted, I left my money goal on there. And then I also left my like kind of words of intention. So I have, I have words of intention at the bottom of my uh, vision board. So ease, grace, abundance, impact, connection, celebration, and joy. These are all 
intentions and values I desire in my life and that I want to create in every moment, not just at the, at the top of the mountain, okay? So I left those words there and I left all the pictures of the house. And, you know, we decided we wanted, you know, we wanted 10, you know, 10 or more acres, which is like, again, in this market, we're crazy. We're crazy people. It's insane. (laughs) Right. We, you know, of course we don't want to pay a bazillion dollars for it. And, you know, we wanted, we wanted certain rooms. We wanted X amount of bedrooms, X amount of bathrooms. I want to be able to have my nieces and nephew over. Um, I want to be able to have family come down and visit. You know, we want a pool eventually. If, and if we can't have one off the, off the jump, then we want to put one in. So there was like a lot of things we wanted. This is like our, like, again, our dream house, right? This is dream, dream, dream. We love our house right now and we're not going to settle. So we're not, no, we're not just going to move into some dump or we're not just going to move into like, well, it's close enough. You know, like it's either the thing or we're not doing it. We were very clear on that. So I did clear everything off my vision board just so I could like have it in front of me every single day and see it and just know that this is what we were working towards. So step one, get really, really clear. Get really, really, really clear on what you want. And, you know, I really advise not to have a million different competing things because when we're like, I want this and I want that and I want the other thing, right? Like we want all of these things and it's like really hard to bring them all in because it's like we're working overtime to like split our energy in all these different directions rather than like honing in our focus on one thing. And I know it's hard to do because I um, if you guys are into human design, I am a manifesting generator. I am a multi-passionate human entrepreneur, all of that. I want to do 50 billion things at once, always, <laughs> always. Um, but that is not always smart. It's not always beneficial for me. So one thing, one thing, one big thing. And so the second step is to start making moves. Okay. I had a friend uh, like, oh my gosh, it had to be more than 10 years ago, maybe like Almost 15 years ago, I was sitting in a car with a friend and he and I were just like talking, you know, about life. You know, when you have one of those really deep talks and you're just like, it's just crazy, you know, like you're just talking about life and um, it's like intimate, but like friendship, I don't know. It was like a really cool conversation. And I remember we were talking about, you know, like goals and like certain things. And I had said something, I don't remember what I said. And then in response, he said, yeah, you know, It's crazy how when you start making steps towards what you want, the universe pushes it closer to you. The universe moves to meet you. That is something before you guys, like I'm, I'm, if you've been following this for a while, you might get the notion that I'm a little like underground woo woo. Like I'm a little bit, you know, like there's a little bit of that there. (laughs) I'm not like full blown where like I speak in, in, you know, riddles all the time or whatever. Like I don't like speak like I'm super woo. Um, but I do believe in, you know, the universe and God and source and all of that. And I do believe that, uh, we are so supported. I believe that when we start making moves into, into the direction we want to go, those, those things come closer. I really, really believe that. And I believe that then before I was here, right. Before I really, um, got into a lot of self-work before any, any, any of that. So that was like, um, it was like a concept someone brought up to me and I was like, yes, I believe that this is true. It felt so true to me. And it made a lot of sense because any goal that I'd ever gone after at that point was like miraculously just showed up as I started moving in that direction. 
And it was just very, um, I felt really confident in that. I felt really confident in myself. I believed that if I start making moves, like it's mine, it's coming. And this, that's what we did with this house. We just started making moves. And like, this might seem like silly, like that doesn't make a sense as a move, right? Like, how are you going to get closer? Um, so what we started doing was we actually, I remember we went for a walk and on this walk, we were talking about the practical, right? We were talking about the financial, like, you know, what do we have in, in savings? What do we have in investments? Like, is this even possible? Um, financially, you know, and my husband is very much so like needs, um, the hard numbers, whereas I'm like, we can do it and like have zero proof of it. I just believe we can. (laughs) So it's an interesting mix. The two of us just being like, Hey, we're going to do this thing. And he like needs all of the information. And I'm like, it's fine. We've got this. We could have $0 in our bank. And I'm like, we, we can do this. So it's a, it's a good mix. It's good to have him around. He kind of brings me back down to earth, but then I also help him open up to more possibilities. So we went on this walk and, you know, we hadn't yet gotten a prequel or any of that stuff. We just kind of like, we're really talking about how, Hey, I think, I think this is something, you know, that's actually kind of feasible for, towards, uh, for us. And, and we felt confident to kind of just start moving in this direction. You know, he felt confident to start moving this direction. And we decided one day, um, you know, because he, we, he looks at MLS every single day, you know, we, we've been, he's been doing that for years now. He just looks all the time. (laughs) So that wasn't really enough, right? That wasn't really enough. Like we weren't moving. So we got in the car one day and we just spent hours driving around in like the general areas that we thought we'd want to move. I, I knew I wanted to be closer to my sister. So there was a whole section um, of around the city that is just off limits. It's, it's just off limits. I want it to be, you know, within 20 minutes of my sister. He wanted to be within 45 minutes of work. Um, so we just kind of like drove around and we drove around an area I thought was going to be nice. It wasn't that nice. Uh, we just kind of like, you know, explored a little bit, saw some land for sales, saw some like nice little neighborhoods that if anything were to pop up, like, you know, not really a neighborhood because we were looking for more space, more land that wasn't really super close to anyone. Um, so we were just kind of like driving around and it was exciting and, and we both felt like the possibilities of it, you know, we weren't really coming up with much. We weren't like, oh yeah, this is the thing, you know, we were just driving around and just, we, we were soaking in the energy of what if we were excited. We believed that something would happen, that we would find something. We just believed it. And this driving around was like, I I honestly believe it It was kind of like we were telling the universe, like, Hey, we're serious now. Like we're serious now. We're moving, we're moving in this direction. So, you know, we continue to look online. I went on my Italy retreat, which was amazing. By the way, if you are at all interested in coming to Italy with me, hit me up on Instagram. Um, I was going to plan a trip for this October, but attendance wasn't super great. I think October is just not a great time of year for people. So I am looking at next April and May. If this sounds like something you want to do, oh my gosh, it's going to be amazing. It's going to be even better than this last one. (laughs) So anyways, I was in Italy and a friend of mine was on the trip. And she is a mortgage lender. And so we started talking about that. And then she's like, oh, reach out to my team and blah, blah. So it was like another move, right? We, we were like, okay, let's, let's get pre-qualified. Let's like move in this direction. Like we're getting serious. We're getting serious. We don't have a property in sight. There's nothing. We don't even know. We, you know, we were actually also, another move we were making was looking at house plans. We 
went on this website, looked at all these house plans because we figured, you know, maybe we have to build, maybe we should build. And so we got like real, real into it. We like went through so many and like hearted a bunch that we felt like we could make work, all of that. So we're making all these moves. We're, we're letting the universe know like, hey, we're serious. We're serious about this. You know, I'm speaking to a mortgage lender. We're taking walks and talking about it. We're driving around and being in the energy of it. Um, and that's another thing is being in the energy of it. So step three is really feeling as though this is real. This is happening. It's happening. Maybe it's already happened and we just haven't experienced it yet. Really being in that vibration of it's done. It's here. And one of the phrases which, you know, I, I've heard from several other other people in the space of, you know, whether it be manifestation or whatnot, is the phrase, this or something better. So when we're looking at house plans and we're thinking like, okay, I guess we're going to have to build because we might not find what we want out there, you know, this or something better, this or something better. So I come back from my Italy trip and the very next day, my sister sends me this auction listing. Okay. An auction of all things. I never would have imagined that. And it was the same square footage of like what we were wanting. It was on, I think it was 13 acres of land. It had a barn. We want a barn because we want to turn into like a badass gym. Okay. It just it checked all the boxes and we're like, what? Oh my God. (laughs) This or something better, right? What's better than having to like build your house? Well, one that's already built and maybe we had to tweak it a little bit. So we went and we looked at this property and like, yeah, you know, the house was actually pretty dated and we figured, okay, we'll renovate. It'll be great. It'll be amazing. And in fact, it'll be like kind of fun, something, a big project for us to do together. And we just like fell in love with this property. We're like, this is perfect. We can make this work. Like, oh my gosh. And we're thinking like, how crazy is it that this popped up And it's not like on the market traditionally, right? So it wasn't like an auction, like someone lost their home. It was, it was a woman who unfortunately her husband had passed. And so she reached out to a family friend who was the auctioneer and was just like, I just don't like, she didn't want to deal with it. She didn't want to have to clean the place up and get rid of all their stuff and like put it on the market. So really he was auctioning the property and then separately he was auctioning like their animals, which, oh my God, there was such a cute little cow. There were chickens, there were goats, there was turtles, like there were (laughs) so many animals on this property. It was like, I was in heaven. I'm sorry. I go to a farm and I'm like, it's a petting zoo. It's not it's not a farm to me. I'm like, I want to pet everything, (laughs) everything here. So, you know, we were like, okay, this is crazy. Like it's not on the market technically. So we don't have as much competition. And, you know, the starting bid was like pretty low compared to like what we thought we could do. So we were like, wow, how amazing is this? You know, and I was like, this is amazing. The fact that we had this just pop up this really shows that, you know, we're taking steps in this direction and the universe is like, here you go. Here it is. <laughs> and so we went and looked at it one more time. I brought my sister through. My sister does flip houses. And so, you know, she's like my little faux GC. She kind of goes around in the crawl space and like looks at, I mean, she's just brilliant. And she's just got this incredible designer eye. You know, her and I can look at the same room and I'm like, uh, <laughs> I can put a few pieces of furniture in there and like, it's, whatever. And my sister can make it look like a damn magazine. Like she's just brilliant in this space. Okay. So I brought her along with me and we were talking about, you know, what walls we'd knock down and, you know, she would have her team do it and all of this. And so we're like really excited. We're really in it. 
So auction day comes and we were prepared, like we were so ready for, um, you know, how we were going to do it, how we were going to bid, blah, blah, blah. And we had reached out to our mortgage lender. So, so we decided not to go with my friend's company, but the, our original lender, the one that we used to refinance our home already, they're willing to give us more um, and make it a lot easier, way less hoops to jump through. So we're like, okay, we're going with you. And we asked her if we could if we could do a certain number, but we didn't ask her what the maximum was, which is like, why, why, why would not we have been, hey, what is the absolute most like you guys will give us? And why would not she have told us this is the maximum amount that we can give you? <laughs> like that communication point was completely missed. And so we're sitting here in this auction, you know, we bid like what we were going to bid thinking like, haha, we've got this, Right. And then we got out bed and we look at each other and we're like, oh my God. Okay. Oh, wow. All right. Uh, okay. So they're not going to do, you know, and so we're like bidding and they're bidding, we're bidding and they're bidding. And we're just like, oh my God, <laughs> what, what is happening? You know, like we were so convinced this house was ours. We talked about it like it was ours. We believed with every bit that we had, it was hours and we're sitting here in the final moments being like, wait, oh my God, is this not ours? Is this really not ours? Is this going to be taken from us? And it got up to a certain level. And this is where, you know, my, again, this is where my husband and I are very, very different because he was like, babe, I don't think we can do this. You know, he's like, we can't go any higher than this. Like, I don't even know what we can even get a loan for. Like, I don't even know, you know, he's like talking about the down payment and like, we'd have to, you know, (laughs) the nuclear option, you know, we'd have to nuke like all of our accounts and all of this. And we don't even know if we'd still be able to make it work. Meanwhile, I'm like, it's fine. (laughs) We can do it. Like there was a part of me that wanted to grab the computer and run into another room, lock myself in and just start bid and just keep bidding until we won. Okay. Because that's me. <laughs> that's me. I go too far sometimes. I go too far. And so we got to a point where like, this is just, this is, we're just, this guy is just not going to stop. And so we threw an extra 25 grand on there to to have him pay that because <laughs> we, we figured he'd outbid us again, which he did. And my husband was like, we cannot, we can't keep going. He's like, we can't. And I bawled my little face off. I just put my head down on the desk and just cried. And and here's where I don't necessarily say it's where I went wrong, but I just want to point this out in the process. I was very attached to the outcome, right? It wasn't it wasn't just that I believed it was mine. I was also attached to the idea it was ours. I didn't let it just come into our world and believe that if it was truly for us, it would be for us. And if it wasn't, well, then, then it wouldn't be right. I was like, there's no way this isn't for us. There's no way. Like things don't just come into your world in this weird roundabout kind of way. If they're not for you, like they just don't. And so for two weeks, I just carried this around. It was so heavy. And I just believed that like, okay, well maybe they won't be able to pay for it and it'll fall through and the auctioneer will call us because we're the, the next step. And I was really still very attached. And then, you know, like I said, after a couple of weeks, man, I just had a day. I just had this day where I was like pissed off and I was really upset. And I just thought to myself, I am the one who screwed this up. I screwed this up because in the final hour and the final moments, I didn't demonstrate my belief. 
I didn't demonstrate my belief. I let us lose it. And if I had just not listened to my husband and just did this thing and just like went and like, you know, if I needed to run into another room or whatever and just make the bid, well, I should have. I demonstrated the universe lobbed me an easy one and we messed it up. We messed it up. And that's how I felt. And so I was like texting my husband about it because I was just kind of like, I needed to like get it out to him. You know, he's the only one who really knows like the depth of like our experience in this and how upset I truly was, you know? So I was telling him and he's like, I said, I was sorry. Like, you know, cause we found out later that, um, we found out later how much we could get for a loan and we could have done it. It would have been a little tight, but we could have done it. And so like that, knowing that, knowing that we could have done it, but, but didn't like that sent me, you guys like that really sent me because I just felt like I screwed this up. If I had just believed, you know, I knew he was going to be, you know, Mr. Mr. Hard Numbers, Mr. Analytical <laughs> when it comes to this. But it was my responsibility to keep believing and I, and I didn't, you know, when it comes to manifestation, like we want to believe, we want to, we need to believe even when it feels like it's not going to happen. We need to keep believing, keep believing, keep believing it's going to happen. And I really thought that I, you know, I really thought I messed it up. I really did. And so my husband came home. He's like, we'll talk about this when I get home. He came home. We had to talk about it. You know, he said some truths um, that, that hit me and that I knew were absolutely true, you know, um, but still, you know, I was pretty sad. <laughs> like this was a, a really emotional conversation that we had because we're talking about, you know, our finances, his finances, my finances, ours together. You know, I know that I'm not where I want to be financially um, in my business and I'm not able to contribute as much as he can. And so this, of course, hurts me at a different level as well. And, you know, I had a good cry again. I had a nice good cry. I, I felt closer to him. I just know how much he loves me and supports me. I know it hurts him when I'm like, you know, in pain. And at that moment, once... Once I was able to go through that, I let it go. I released it. I released the house we lost. And I was like, this or something better, this or something better, this or something better. I'm letting it go. It wasn't ours. Instead of being like, I screwed this up because I didn't believe. And like now nothing is going to come our way again. Right? <laughs> well, no, I screwed it up. So it's not going to come back. Like, that's not true. I didn't screw it up. It wasn't supposed to happen that way. And when we're in it, we can't always see that, right? Like we can't always see what's, what's going to happen after this. Uh, I'm actually, I can't remember if I shared this in a group of clients or if I shared this on the podcast. I'm pretty sure I did not share this on the podcast. So before I get to the next part, I'm just going to share this with you guys. So there is this old fable. And actually, it's funny because I was just watching Tom Brady, Man in the Arena, and he he was talking about the fable, okay? And I'm probably going to mess this up and not say it, like, eloquently. But, you know, there's this man and his son, and they had a horse, and then the horse ran away. Ran away. And the people in the town were like, oh, no, what bad fortune. Like, I can't believe, you know, the horse ran away. That's so awful, blah, 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 right? And the old man was like, maybe... And then the next day, the horse came back, and with the horse, there were several other wild horses brought with him. And now this man had all of these horses. 
And the people in the town were like, oh, hooray, how wonderful you have all these horses now. Like, what good fortune. And the man said, maybe. And then the next day, his son got up on one of the new wild horses. The horse bucked him off. He fell off and broke his leg. The townspeople, oh, no. What bad fortune. (laughs) And the man said, maybe. And then the day after that, the military came around for this. I don't even know when this took place, right? But there was this this draft and there were, and every young man would have had to join the military, but this man was injured. This young man was injured. His, His leg was broken. He was not able to go. And so that saved him from having to go off to war. So it's like, when, when the leg is broken, we're thinking, oh no, what bad fortune. And then when he doesn't have to, to go and leave his family, we're like, oh wow, that's so great, right? The horse runs away. We, all we can see is that the horse ran away. We don't see that like we have this good fortune of all of these more horses coming. So sometimes when things happen and they feel really, really bad, and we're like, how could this ever be a good thing? Like sometimes later we are able to see it, right? But we can't see it. We can't see the forest through the trees when we're in it. And so that's what happened to me with this house. Like it looked like we just lost and we had, you know, this was not it. This was... And then after I let it go, after I released it, because it's like I said, it, this took two weeks for me to like let it go. And it was almost like the moment I released it, the very next day popping up on realtor.com was this amazing house. It was on 12 acres, had, you know, a few structures on it that we could enclose, you know, to make like a gym barn, had plenty of space for us to put in a pool eventually. The house going through, I was like, the house looks really nice. You know, I'd really like to see the layout in person, but like, it looks really good. Like we wouldn't have to do anything to it really. Maybe some cosmetic stuff, but I'm not sure. So of course we harassed the real estate agent. We went, we looked at it. And I kept like every room I walked into, I was just like, oh my gosh, this is it. Like, this is the house. What? Like, we won't have to do anything to this place, really. Like, it's incredible. It was exactly what I wanted. It was exactly what we wanted. You know, the house is actually a little bit smaller than our current house. And that's what we wanted. We didn't, we, we don't need this. You know, we don't need a ton of space. We don't need a giant house. Like, the house is perfect sized. It like it's just decorated. I mean, everything about it is amazing. It's brand new. And the funniest part is that I sent this listing to my husband a year before. I sent it to him a year ago. I was like, hey, <laughs> like this looks cool. Like I just was, you know, scrolling the internet, scrolling realtor.com one night, like last summer when he was away. I sent it to him. And he looked at it and, and, you know, it was like, we were casually looking at the time. We didn't have a prequel. We had nothing. And so they were looking for final, you know, like final, um, offers by like the next day. So we just knew we'd never be able to get it done. But it's so funny how my husband remembered me sending it to him. He's like, you sent this to me before. So it's just absolutely crazy, you know? And so we were like, this is it. Like, this is the house. But we're also going to know that, like, if this isn't the house, like, there's got to be something else. This or something better. This or something better. I vowed to go in it without attachment. And as we're talking to the realtor, it turns out that, you know, the woman who lives there, she the reason why she's leaving, I mean, this is a brand new house. This house is only a few years old. 
the reason why she's leaving is because she wanted to go all in on farming. She wanted a bigger, more land. She wanted to really like do the thing, right? She had pigs and chickens. And I guess she also had like a goat and a horse um, and a cow, but, but sold them so that, you know, because she didn't know what her situation was going to be, but she wants to go all in on farming. And so I asked the realtor, I was like, Hey, um, has she found anything yet? And she was like, well, no, you know, and we're hoping blah, blah, blah. And I was like, okay, just so you know, we're super flexible. Like we don't need to move out of our house anytime soon. So if that helps, she's like, yeah, that would actually be really helpful. So we made an offer that day. We, we, we made an offer for asking, right? In this market, not a lot of people are are accepting asking or there's bidding wars and all of this stuff, right? And we just, you know, we gave her asking, but we also gave her a lot of flexibility because we're able to do that. We are in the position where we can do that. And we got it and we're under contract. What? And so I wanted to share this whole journey with you guys because the ups and the downs, you know, and and in between, right, in between finding this house, we went and we looked at a couple of other properties. There was another one, it was like 15 acres, but it didn't work. Like I didn't, we didn't like the, the land was mostly on floodplain, you know, it was on this like slant. The house was like not what we wanted. We would have had to add to it. There was really no place to do that. It just wasn't. It was on a cul-de-sac. We didn't want to be in a neighborhood. You know, that wasn't going to work out. We went and looked at a hoarder house. If you guys follow my Instagram stories, we were like wading through this hoarder house. Um, it was about five acres. It had a beautiful barn. Um, and like the structures on the property were great, but they were asking too much. You know, we would had to have cleared the place entirely. Like we didn't even know what was wrong or not wrong with the house. It would have been, we would have bought it as is. It was like another, not an auction, but it was like a listing like that, um, through the same, same guy because <laughs> he reached out to us. And of course, again, there's me being like, oh, it'll be easy. It's totally fine. We'll have people come in and clean it up and blah, 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 you know. But as we're adding up the cost of all of these things that we would have had to do to just make the place like so we could see the floor, so we could like see the land and then figure out what we're going to do with it. And it was a full gut job. We just realized we're like, this is just like, they're at, they want way too much for this. This is just not, you know, we're going to be upside down in this house before we know it. So of course me, who's like, it's easy. And my husband's like, and then my sister came on and gave us like the real, <laughs> the real advice because she's seen, you know, houses like this and she's like, you know, it needs to be this or, or walk away. So we walked away, you know, and, and of course it wasn't exactly what we wanted and we knew if we got it, we would have been settling. And that's why I had to like, you know, there was a little bit of that, oh, we could have done it, you know, but I released it. We released it and moved on. And, and that's when, you know, in that two-week period, we were doing that. We were looking at all these other houses, all these other properties, things like that, that were like not quite it. And then once I let everything go, the perfect place popped in. So just like a quick recap of some steps for you guys. Like I, I hope, I really hope that you've gotten some value out of this. I really hope that you can see maybe in your own life some steps that you need to take. So step number one Step number one is get really, really clear on what you want. Get really, really clear on this vision. Don't allow it to compete with other visions. This is the thing, right? This is the season. We are only focusing on this one thing. Step number two is start making moves. And and the moves don't have to be what you think they are. They can just be, what do you suddenly feel led to do? You know, we just felt led to go drive around. That's what we did. What do you feel led to do? in this area? What's the first step? Like we don't need a 17 point plan. That's not how this works, right? There's no like how, because in no way, shape or form 
were there any steps to get like this random auction? You know, were there this other house that just like happened to pop up the right one? Like there's no like 17 point plan to that. It's just start making moves, you know, start making moves and paying attention, keeping your eyes open, watching for signs that it's coming closer, that it's showing up. Okay. So one, have a clear vision. Two, start making moves. Three, believe it's already yours. Get in the energy of it. Feel what it feels like to have the thing that you want, to be experiencing the thing that you want. Bring that into your body. Bring that into your body. And four, release attachment. (laughs) This is the hardest part, obviously, because I had a hard time with it, you know? But really releasing the attachment to the thing and being open to this or something better. If this doesn't work out, something better is on its way. And sometimes... um, you know, they call this signs of land, right? So like if you're in a boat and you've been out to sea for a long time and you start coming close to land, you might see some seagulls. Oh, that's how we know we're close to land, right? So maybe that auction house was a seagull letting us know that we're getting really, really close. And instead we thought it was land, right? But we were wrong. So this or something better, really releasing attachment. Again, the hardest thing to do you know, believing that you can have exactly what you want, what you desire, but releasing attachment because it's if it's difficult, if it's hard, if it's forceful, then it's not the thing. It's not the thing. And then really giving yourself the space to, you know, if it moved through the emotions. So like, I didn't mess this up. I did not mess this up for us. I really felt like I did. It was like, oh, now nothing's going to ever come. And that's not true. Like we can't, we can't mess this up. I think it's one of the biggest lessons I learned throughout this process is we, we cannot mess this up. You know, manifesting isn't about this, this need or desperate, like, uh, I need to have this and this will make everything better. You know, like my husband and I were very, very clear that we like our life as it is. We're super grateful for the home that we live in. We're super grateful for what we have with each other. We knew that this house wasn't going, it's not going to change anything in the sense of like, uh, how we feel. (laughs) It's exciting. You know, it's definitely something that we desire and something we want, but it's not like, oh, we need this house in order to feel X. Like, oh, once we get this, then something's going to change for me or blah, blah, blah. No, it's just that, no, this is something we just want. This is something we desire. And we are willing to be patient and allow it to come in. And this only took a couple months from from really when we started making moves to what we wanted, you know? And in this market, in this competitive, competitive, wild market, we were able to make an offer, come in at asking, because we had something more valuable to offer than money, time. Time is not a renewable asset. Money is. You can always make more money, right? Time is not renewable. And we were able to offer the most valuable thing ever to this woman. And it was exactly what she needed. We had that going for us. So really just being, keeping open, keeping keeping your mind open and just knowing it doesn't have to look like how you believe it's going to look like. And let the universe, let God, let source, whatever you believe in, surprise and delight you. Show you how it doesn't have to be this linear path on what you think it is. And really go through this process with just like an open heart and an open mind, not force. We're not gripping, okay? 
you can hold more sand in an open palm than in a closed fist. So if you were gripping and you were tight and like, we got to do this, I need to do this, right? Like you're not, it's not going to come. But if you're able to open your palms and just release it and being open to receiving, it'll come to you so much faster. So I would love to hear your experience with this. If you start making these moves and, um, you know, things are starting to happen for you. Like, I'd love to hear about it. Absolutely. And also I, I, you know, I realize I don't do this in a lot of my episodes, but you know, if you are interested in coaching, if you are interested in changing your life from the inside out, my techniques are very unique. They're not just like, you know, if you read a self-help book or have someone just like tell you what to do. Um, the way that I work is, is through the inside and we get to pull out we get to pull out who you actually are at your core underneath all of these labor layers. So if you struggle with hustling or self-sabotage, or maybe you have some behaviors, you know, that you don't love, or you feel unworthy or imposter syndrome or things like that, we can flip this around. And I have several different programs. I have a couple of courses, you know, we have a Embodiment Baddie is like our very first course and it's the basics. It's the basics of embodiment. And what embodiment is, is like living it, living the thing, not thinking about the thing, it's being it. And I teach you how to do that in six weeks. Audacity is incredible, you guys. I'm actually in the process of teaching it live right now. Um, By the time this comes out, it'll be a course, a full course. It is eight-week modules. And oh my gosh, it is so good. And it's really bringing people back to the feminine energetics, which I'm going to have a whole episode on feminine energy, don't you worry. Um, But really like releasing the hustle, finding flow, finding ease, you know, finding the, the start to our wounds so we can heal them and so we can really activate our own feminine essence and balance it with our masculine energy. Because a lot of high achieving women um, are really pushed in the unhealthy masculine we're really kind of unbalanced in that way. And so it's like bringing us back to equilibrium. It's so cool. Um, you know, a lot of the women who have already worked with me in my one-on-one in my group containers are in this program and they love it. They're loving it. It's so good. And then I also have a uh, pendulum, which is my group coaching program. And this is just a magical, magical thing. It's like six months. It's a, it's a big commitment and we help you transform, you know, from the inside out, step by step by step. It's a very robust program. There's so much going on there. And so if you are committed, like I'm, this is the year, this is my year where everything changes, uh, Pendulum, Pendulum can do that for you. We're actually opening in July. Um, I think, I believe we're starting mid-July. So doors are, doors are already open. So open for enrollment. You can get, get started and, and put it down any moment between now and when we start. And I do have a one-on-one container, but I'm very limited here. So I only have a spot open here and there. So if you want to DM me on Instagram at Extel Rose or, you know, shoot me an email, hi at crystalrose.com, then we can talk about it and see if I have anything available. But if you've been listening to this podcast for a while and you've been like wanting to pull the trigger by working with me, you know, we can start small or we can go big you know, um, but we can just get started. So I just want to put that offer out there to you. So I hope you enjoyed this episode. Again, if you go through this experience and you've got some manifestations going on, I'd love to hear about them. Love, love, love to hear about them. I'm so excited for you to try some of this. So that's it for now. And I will catch you guys on the next episode. Love you so, so much and see you soon.
If this episode hit with you, please go out there and share it. Share it in your Instagram story, send it to a friend who might need it, or even just drop in my DMs on Instagram at Rose and let me know what you think. I love hearing from you guys. Thanks for listening.